Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. Thursday, October 29th, 2015. Dear Lord, today we have a lot of navs coming over to help us prep the house to sell. Pretty overwhelming what Ben plans to oversee and how much help we have. Ben, by the way, is our friend and co-worker from our uh, time in Illinois with the Navigators. Please bless each and every one and all they do. I have a CAT scan at 11.20, and maybe I will find out why I feel like I have a five-pound anvil sitting on my chest. Tomorrow, a doctor appointment with Dr. Roland and a new infusion on Monday. I picked up a Better Homes and Gardens magazine and realized the holiday season is upon us, and I always love the holiday season, and I want to try new recipes and crafts And then there is this knowledge that we are moving because I am dying, apart from a miracle. Is this my daily cross? Will I never know? Is my near death inevitable? And then I see everyone around me working so hard to make it happen and keep us afloat, like the lot for the down payment for our new house. And then I wonder, how can I ever worry? Do I have to worry? What have you not taken care of? I just want to be here. Look how you carried the Israelites. Look what prevented them from entering the promised land. Disbelief. Disobedience. Today, Dad is getting the van fixed. Ted and Denise are coming on Friday. They might build right next to us. Talk about a twist. I said that I would go anywhere and you put us between mom and dad and Ted and Denise. That would be so cool. Genesis twenty-eight sixteen. Surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. So Jacob left the promised land for 14 years and then returned. Rachel died in childbirth. Did she fear with all of those frightful half-brothers? Then Jacob remained in the promised land, and then God told him to go back to Egypt. Genesis 46.2 And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob, here I am, he replied. I am God, the God of your father, he said. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you, and I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. Exodus 3, 7. 
The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Yes, what are our purposes in moving to Wisconsin? To die? Are my last days in peace? To establish my family? The Navs? Genesis 2.11 But Moses said, by the way, I think she means Exodus 2.11, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And in verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. And then Katie's reflection on these passages. She said, Moses asked, who am I? And God replies, I am. We are always asking, who am I? What do I do? How do I belong? Where is my place? Who, what, when, where, how? And God replies, I am. I am God. Be still. Watching the guys spread mulch in our backyard, I am surrounded by so many wonderful men. I am so thankful. It's not who I am, but who you are. What greater thing could you do for my kids than to put them between mom and dad and Ted and Denise? Psalm 30, verse 9. What gain is there in my destruction, in my going down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. Denise called yesterday and said that she had fun news. She sat next to the principal's wife from Valley Christian at Bible study. Yes, that was fun news. But then I thought, pure, unadulterated fun news. How long has that been? What is fun news? We've had so many good things happen, and yet all under the specter of hard, hard, hard. Hard.